Hello, world. I'm Greg Patton. Stand by for news and stuff. This program brought to you by Greg Patton Ministries and the Cross Church in Fort Wayne, Indiana, where I have the privilege of pastoring the last 34 years. God has been so good. Always grateful to the Christian radio stations that carry this broadcast, sometimes once, twice, three times a day. Thank you so much. We need to know what's happening in the world today. Best place to find out is from a solid born-again believer who wants to tell you the truth of what's happening in the world today and not sugarcoat it. Thank you so much for your support. Many prayers. Many of you on Facebook, and we love to have you join us there at Greg Patton, G-R-E-G, Patton, P-A-T-T-E-N. And what can we say about those of you that sacrifice financially and help keep us on the air? I know you'll be remembering us the next couple of days out in Las Vegas, Nevada, speaking on the end of America on Saturday, and then uh, Demons in the World Today. That'll be on Sunday at Sunrise Bible Church, Henderson, Nevada. Pastor Billy Crone and the team there. Southwest Radio Church. Going to be a fantastic time. Hundreds have registered. We're excited for yet one more opportunity. What in the world is going on? Bye-bye, Miss American Lie. What? House Speaker Nancy Pelosi ignored former President Donald Trump in her farewell speech yesterday. The Democrat expressed how honored she felt to serve alongside Bush and Obama and Biden. Didn't mention Trump at all. Stated on Thursday in a speech on the House floor that she plans to stay in Congress but will no longer seek leadership positions in the Democratic caucus. Republicans taken over. She's 82 years old. Yep. Bye-bye. Well, I talked about this yesterday. The Chuck Schumer-run U.S. Senate yesterday turned hostile to American Christian beliefs, and even 12 Republicans, really, joined with the lefty loonies of the Democratic Party to advance a bill that undermines the First Amendment in the United States. That, according to General Counsel Christine Wagner of the Alliance Defending Freedom, they have fought and won multiple major religious rights cases in the Supreme Court of the United States. Really? The vote, 62 to 37, on the so-called uh, Respect for Mary Jack. But what the bill actually does is put into federal law the LGBT queer agenda that has already been used for years to attack Christians, Christian organizations, and your very Christian belief. Demons, all of it. Demon, demon led. Pray about that. Target, the latest big retailer, blaming shoplifting. Shoplifting for putting a big hit on its profits. That'd be a lot of shoplifting. They said its gross margin rate dropped 28% in last year's third quarter. Along with shoplifting, referred to as a shrink in the industry, the company blamed higher markdown rates and freight costs for dragging down the profits. Target expects theft loss to be over $600 million this year. Really? Where's my gun? Where's your gun? Joe Biden repeatedly has called for more and more and more gun control, but has accomplished relatively little in this arena, with only a modest gun reform plan so far since he took office. One area where he's having literally no impact is on the issue of concealed carry permits, that according to a new report from the Washington Examiner. 
A new and authoritative report put the number of permits held by Americans at 22 million. That number was a 3% surge over last year. Get those guns. So the world's crowd, the lefty loonies, all of those people way over there. Just a blob in your belly there, ma'am. Not really a human being. A study has found now that 80% of Americans say biologists should decide the question of when life begins in that body and when. And this is good. When 5,500 biologists were asked that question, 96% affirmed that life begins at fertilization. Stephen Jacobs, Ph.D., completed his doctoral dissertation research, a final publication pending, but an earlier version can be read online. Recently at the University of Chicago said, but only after a decade, 10 years of investigation that ultimately led to his final study titled Balancing Abortion Rights and Fetal Rights. In his research, he focused on studying Americans' beliefs and values and attitudes toward abortion and beliefs about when life really begins. One of the quotes he included in his study comes from an anonymous academic biologist who said, the abortion debate comes down to the question of whether we think personal autonomy is more important than the life of a human being. Wow. Abortion is murder. Well, here's something you didn't know and, and probably... Don't believe, obviously, a Yale law professor, Emily Jane O'Dell, boy, these people are stupid, has argued this week on Twitter that people lived better under the Soviet Union than Americans do today under the President of the United States. According to a report by Campus Reform, Yale law professor, Emily Jane O'Dell, praised the quality of life in Soviet Russia in a tweet that was published this week. Odell claims that she has spoken with many people who lived under the Soviet Union in those bad times, and all of them argue that their quality of life is better than life in the United States now. How did I get into Moronville today and not realize it? Are you kidding me? See what I mean? We've lost it in the new America. Well, I don't know. I'm still reeling from Dennis Cuddy's book, The Power Elite and the Nazi Takeover of the World. So many things there I could not get my head around as I talked to him. I just had trouble listening to him and trying to get my mind around all that he was saying. It's beyond me. You know, Adolf Hitler said this, I have issued the command, and I'll have anybody who utters but one word of criticism executed by a firing squad, that our war aim does not consist in reaching certain lines, but in the physical destruction of the enemy. Accordingly, I have placed my death's head formation in readiness for the present only in the east, with orders to them to send to death mercilessly and without compassion men and women and children of Polish derivation and language. Only thus only thus shall we gain the living space which we need. Who, after all, speaks today for the annihilation of the Arminians? Adolf Hitler. That wacko said many things, did many things, including killing over six million Jews. Though, of course, even today some deny that he did that. 
The Nazis under Hitler's command also burned books. They literally commanded people to turn their guns, promising that they, the government, would protect them. Does this sound familiar? And we'll not start on the Muslim invasion today, but it's happening. Numerous Muslims now elected to Congress who almost immediately begin tearing down the very fabric of the United States of America, and that is wrong. So is this becoming a part of the new America? It's something to consider. These people are out there today all over America attacking everything good and decent. They attack anyone who speaks a word of dissent against what they are trying to accomplish in the new America. Well, this is really something to pray about, my friend. More news right after this. So what did you get out of the word today? And have you shared that with anyone? Maybe God will give you an opportunity before this day is over. Talk to anybody about Jesus recently? He that winneth souls is wise. God will give you an opportunity there. So have you prayed about that, by the way? And uh, what do you pray about, as a matter of fact? Been praying for the country, praying for your family, praying for the church, that God might be glorified in your life? It's so good to be a Christian. One of the biggest things you will ever do is to tell others about Jesus Christ saved your wretched soul. Now, you and I need to do more of that, my friend. We need to be effective witnesses in the new America. Just a thought or two on today's program. Hello, world. As sure as my name is Greg Patton, you can take it to the bank and all those other cliches. Islam is incompatible with the laws and the principles of the United States of America. Hey, have you ever read or listened to Jordan Peterson from Canada? Brilliant mind and uh, gets you to thinking. Every time I've listened to him, don't agree with everything you won't either, but oh, he is good. How about Islam? He said Islam is not compatible with democracy and that this issue has been barred from public discussion. I think Peterson's correct. What do you think? Islam is not only incompatible with democracy, it is harmful. Injurious, detrimental, damaging, dangerous, destructive, ruinous, calamitous, and on and on. What else can we think of? Sure it is. To what? To America's fundamental values and their principles. And more important, it's a violation of the United States Constitution. It's time for this country to make a preemptive strike against a moral and political ideology whose stated goal, get it now, is the abolition of our political system. Good grief, people. When we examine the application of Sharia law in the West, most particularly in Europe, where it's gaining ground, people will come to see a few fundamental tenets about Islam. Its foundation and governing principle is that Sharia law regulates the personal and public behavior of all Muslims and non-Muslims under its governance. When we think of Islam mainly as a religion, you're not going to be able to disassociate that from Sharia law, which, when examined, allows us to see that the legal, cultural, and political aspects of the religion supersede the purely private religious aspects of it. World Islam, above all, has become a political ideology. Sharia law is a weaponized political tool supervening the public sphere 
that violates every sacred tenet of life in America. Oh, we could talk about this for a long time. Time to wake up in the new America. And now, living in today's world, from right here in the Hoosier State. Well, this will fit into that, what in the world are you talking about category? I died twice, and I'm here to talk about it. Really? Dateline, Fort Wayne, Indiana, early November. John Miller visited Parkview Hospital's Heart Institute for, well, it was a celebration of love, life, certainly gratitude. What's that all about? John Miller, who by all accounts was in good health, collapsed at the gym May the 19th of this year after his heart gave out. He later learned that he was without a pulse for one hour. At the hospital, John was immediately taken into the intensive care unit, where he was put into hypothermia to preserve his organs, and doctors told his wife Sherry that John's heart was very, very sick. He laid in a coma for eight days, during which time his heart failed again. And while doctors rushed to work on John, Sherry, and the couple's two sons were in the hallway waiting for any kind of news. Eventually, the chaplain came out and told Sherry that despite the health care team's life-saving efforts, John likely was not going to make it. And soon after that, a nurse came out and told him that somehow John started breathing again. Was it a miracle? He was quickly rushed into surgery where doctors placed an external pacemaker. Ultimately, the surgery was successful, and John, after dying twice in a matter of days, recovered. November the 1st, John and Sherry returned to Parkview, this time to visit with much joy. John and Sherry were able to reunite with the team of doctors and all those nurses and the hospital staff who cared for him, who nursed him back to health and stayed by his family during the week-long health care scare. I shouldn't be experiencing what I'm experiencing every day, but because of the people here, you, I am, John Miller said. The group gathered at a conference room where they enjoyed a, a spread of food, spent time reminiscing and sharing stories about John's stay. John and Sherry Miller also made a PowerPoint presentation that they shared with the group. Its message was centered on faith and gratitude. In some ways for us, it's, it's healing for us to be here. Healing in a different way, said Sherry. The start of the morning and being with the doctors and nurses today, it was quiet at first, and now it feels like a big family reunion. Literally like a family reunion. And oh yeah, remember this. Remember that we shaved you, we combed your hair. Lighter stories, moments that stood out for each and every one of us. They told the stories. The group even visited John's room in the coronary intensive care unit where he spent his most serious days of life. For the most part, John doesn't remember any of it, and he's okay with that. What he does remember is a heartfelt care he received from this group of people. They saved his life. They're my heroes. I love each one and every one of them. I love them for what they've done for me and my family, and really more for my family. They were the ones that experienced the care that nurses and doctors give to people, and the stories, Sherry, has about what they did for them. How do you put that into words? The men and women, nurses who kept John alive during those first eight days, were really my lifeline to him. 
I remember thinking they were the hands and the feet that could tell me what's going on with my husband and take care of him in a way that he needed to be cared for in those precious moments. These nurses are part of my family. I consider them a part of my life forever. Sherry went on to say, we're so grateful that God has given us this gift. One of the nurses said, we're so grateful that God has given us this gift as nurses to be able to help people. We just feel so happy that his family has another day with him. That's the words of RN Stephanie Sorg, who cared for John in the hospital. We don't usually get to see what happens when they leave the hospital. So we see this journey and we get a thank you. That is just so rewarding. This is just awesome. And a little side note here. He was able to play golf not long ago in Angola, Indiana, playing with a group of men he didn't even know. But he soon learned that one of the men that he was golfing with was a first responder who worked on saving his life all the way to the hospital. And that's something? God is able. John said, just let's face it here. I died twice, and I'm now here to talk about it. So every day is a bonus day for me at this point. Think about it, my friend. It's true for you. Every day that you live is a bonus day, isn't it? And finally, who said that? Coming up on that time, Thanksgiving. It's all a lot of family and fun until someone has to do the dishes. Uh Uh-huh. And this was awful this morning, waking up to <laughs> ice and snow everywhere. Got to make our way to the airport and head to Los You know, it's cold outside when you go outside and it's cold. <laughs> I told you, we're real simplistic here at Hello World. Oh, good grief, Charlie Brown. Where's my Bible? Right after this. Always get excited thinking about what God has done through our ministry throughout the land of America, overseas. Hundreds and hundreds saved, lives changed, revival coming to one church after another. God has been very kind and blessed mightily. Greg Patton Ministries, as we have shared the Word of God, just simple, nothing out there. I think about Lee Robertson there in Tennessee, Chattanooga. He said that he preached to thousands every Sunday, preached in a way that a third grader would understand the message. And yet he had great theologians and doctors and lawyers in his congregation there in Tennessee. Yeah, we need to speak the truth in love and let God do the rest. Greg Patton Ministries, ready, willing, and able to come to your part of the country and share the Word of God, your church. GregPatton.com or HelloWorldRadio at gmail.com. Get in touch today. Well, we've been doing some reading from Ezekiel the last several days and good stuff in there. A lot of it's about waking up. We're in the new America. There's a whole lot of things that you and I can do. Every member a minister. Yes, you are, sir, ma'am. You're a minister. In his book titled Awaken to Destiny, Terry Grist shares the following story. In the 11th century, King Henry III of Bavaria grew tired of court life and the pressures of being that monarch, so he made application to Prior Richard at a local monastery, asking to be accepted as a contemplative and spend the rest of his life in the monastery. 
Your Majesty, said Prior Richard, do you understand that the pledge here is one of obedience? That will be hard, because you have been a king, sir. I understand that, said King Henry. The rest of my life I will be obedient to you as Christ leads you. Isn't that something? Then I'm going to tell you what to do, said Prior Richard. What do you think he told him? You need to go back to your throne and serve faithfully in that place where God has put you. What a message for you and I, my Christian friend, today. When King Henry died, a statement written, The king learned to rule by being obedient. Are you obedient today? I think you can get there. I mean, being tired of your role and your responsibility in the world today. It helps to remember that God has planted you in a certain place and told you to be a good accountant, to be a good teacher, to be a good mama, a good daddy. Christ expects you to be faithful where he puts you. And when he returns, we'll rule together with him. As this story might illustrate today, not everyone is called a full-time vocational ministry. And this is a very important point. Do not miss this. Everyone is still called by God to serve in some capacity. The great Protestant reformer Martin Luther once said that Christians all share the same vocation. Yes, you do, but not the same advocation. Our shared vocation is to serve the Lord Jesus Christ, and I believe do it with a fervency. How you doing there? We do this in part by fulfilling our various avocations which might be anything from, as the old jingle goes, butcher, baker, candlestick maker, right? The important thing is to know that whatever our respective advocation might be, we should join with all fellow believers in seeing it as an opportunity to exalt Almighty God. And as we do, we thereby fulfill our common vocation of serving and glorifying the Lord Jesus Christ. And in light of this, May each of you today be faithful in your own way to the call that you've received from Almighty God. Just some thoughts. Very good, Terry. Awakened to destiny. Ezekiel did the best he could with what he had at that time. How, um, how are you doing in that? I always get excited on Friday thinking about Sundays that coming and church and fellowship with like-minded believers. Always have a great time at the cross. Is it so in your church, my friend? You need to be in a good Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church this weekend where the Word of God is proclaimed. Why not this Sunday? Take the family, grab a neighbor, go on over to church and Worship King of Kings and Lord of Lords, and uh, oh, it's just a phenomenal, it's a great battery charger for your entire week. Okay, better work on the bedside manner there a little bit. The woman said, I've never had surgery. I'm so nervous. Ah, oh, this is a very simple, non-invasive procedure, said the anesthesiologist. I felt a whole lot better then until he said, heck, you have a better chance of dying from this anesthesia than you do from the surgery. <laughs> well, that's that's very comforting. Thank you very much, sir. That's it. Hello, world, for a Friday. It must be Friday. I can't wait to get back on Monday. I'm going to be gone for two days. I'm going to miss you.
I know you're going to be praying for us. We're going to be in Las Vegas, Nevada. Pastor Billy Crone, Sunrise Bible Church. Going to have a great time with Southwest Radio Church. Second annual Bible conference out there. Going to be a wonderful time. Thank you for praying for us, my friend. Again, encourage you to be a part of your church activities this weekend, my friends. Join me on Facebook, Greg Jerry G. Patton, P-E-T-T-E-N. I love it so. And until Monday, that's the way it is. Friday, November 18th, 2022. God bless. You have a great weekend.